What is up, winners? Welcome back to another high-value chat on the podcast that feeds your mind, body, and soul, everything you need to build the life of your dreams, whatever that looks like for you. My name is Jack William, founder of Anarchy Label and host of Before the Money. In today's episode, I had the gift of learning from clinical nutritionist and optimal health advocate, Maddie Galanti. I'm a bit of a fan of her natural approach to health and know there are heaps of nuggets in here for you to take home and start implementing into your life right away. Now, some of the things we chatted about include food as medicine, natural bush essences, how to increase testosterone production, it's a big one, kinesiology, how to combat environmental toxins, the harmful effects of tap water, how to utilize human evolution to hack our health and energy output, as well as the simple five pillars to maximizing our health even on a budget. Now, we dream of living in a world where just like you, everybody is striving to become the best version of themselves. So we really need your help here. If you liked this episode, please leave behind a five-star rating and share this with somebody you love. Knowledge is the best gift you can give. And in this case, it's free. Now, if you want to take your support just that step further, check out anarchylabel.com and use the code BTM15 to take 15% off your order. So without further ado, grab your pens, switch on your brains, and I will see you in the studio. What is up, guys? Thank you so much for joining us again. We are here in the studio, Electric Sugar, the home away from home. I'm very, very fucking excited for this one. I have <laughs> Maddie Galanti in the building. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me, Jake. I'm so excited and I really look forward to this chat. I'm more excited. <laughs> Let me just start. Yeah. I need to prep up. Okay. Um, so do you want them as well? Yes. So, so what, what, is, what is it? We've got a, a dropper now. We're putting stuff in our tongue. Yeah. So just seven drops under your tongue. Yeah. They are vibrational essences, so they are Australian native flowers. Mm-hmm. So it's a blend that I created, and I put you created this. Yeah, so I made yeah. I made the mix up. So oh, wow. knowing what flowers work for what. Yeah. Um. So I just put it all in together, um. And basically, I normally would use it when I need to focus, and it takes about it takes few minutes to kick in, uh. But then it gets you really in the zone, and I I've used that all throughout my um my uni, and sometimes when I need to perform mentally perform as well if mm. i have work to do and i would just take seven drops and it gets me going yeah okay fantastic it's so incredible what nature gives us hey oh i think we we just have it all there mm-hmm. and we had it all there and sometimes we overcomplicate it we're like oh no i need to do it i'm like just go back to nature yeah just listen to that and we live in such an amazing country mm. for Exactly. Wow. Like, could you think about like the Aboriginals survived for forty thousand years on what looks like to the rest of the world like a barren desert? You yeah. know, um, it, it's absolutely insane. So, on that note, I feel like we definitely try and overcomplicate things, and at the same time, as well, we don't trust our own immune system. No, this you is know? a massive topic yeah. right now. <laughs> but um, it's not just the immune system. We just don't trust ourselves anymore. We put. We put ourselves into someone else's hand and yeah. it's incredible and what I've been trying to, you know, uh, have a conversation with people lately, lately in the last two years is own your body, own your feelings, take responsibility for your body and take responsibility for your health. Mm-hmm. And that is major because it means that you have your power. Yeah. 
it's massive. It's like you're holding that all in for what you do, for the choices that you make. The choices that you make today is going to influence you in five to 10 to 20 years. Mm. This is how it's so important to not give your power away to someone else. Yeah. But if in order to take power upon yourself, you almost you must educate yourself as well. I think that we'll all have it within ourselves at yeah. any moment in time. It's just sometimes we can't hear it, mm-hmm. but it's all in here. So sometimes we just need a spark an essence, someone that does some body work on you, someone that can have a quick conversation mm-hmm. with you to make you go, oh my God, all right, of course, this mm. is this is it. So this is why I think it's great to not just give your power away to one person only, mm-hmm. but have a few different people, a few different connections when it comes to maybe um, natural healthcare or just coaches or just yeah. a com- community around you and just talk and, you know, Definitely. Be open about. So what's mm-hmm. what's kind of gotten you to this point leading up to now? Obviously, there's a little bit of an accent there. So you, yes. you're probably not here from, from Australia originally. No. Yeah. So I'm Italian, born and bred. Mm-hmm. Um, I came to Australia when I was 20, so nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came to Australia with $900 and a backpack. Yeah. And that was it. Followed my brother. Didn't have a clue what was going on. Um, I did the whole working holiday visa, mm-hmm. um, working all sorts of shitty places pretty much. And then somehow I managed to get sponsorship. I was in Perth. Um, I managed to get sponsorship and a citizenship mm-hmm. very early on. Um, and then as soon as I got my citizenship, I'm like, okay, I want to study. And I was already getting to that health space. Mind you, I was vegan when I was seven. When I in two thousand seventeen, that was a massive vegan wave, yeah. and everyone was vegan, and my health was at an all time low when I was vegan as mm. well. But I figured that by being sick myself, by having a big, big, big um, stuff happening to myself, I stripped away s- food, and then I slowly realized, oh my god, food is medicine. Food mm-hmm. is really medicine. I thought that was something that my dad would just tell me just because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was annoying me. Eat so, your vegetables. Eat your vegetables. Like, dad, please. <laughs> like, pizza is so good. Mind you, I'll have to show you a photo. Yeah. I used to be 90 kilos. I was very heavy. And when I was in Italy, I would smoke a, a, smoke a, a pack of cigarette a day because who doesn't smoke in Europe? Yeah. Um, and drink a lot and eat at least three pizzas a week. So my nutrition and my pizza's health. Pizza's so good. I know, but so, and I would never <laughs> exercise. You yeah. get me to run and be like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. So that was my background before coming yep. to Australia. By learning on my body that food is menacing, it was like a Pandora box that opened, and I was like, I did not realize that this was a thing, mm-hmm. and I was so passionate because I didn't know how to cook. I came to Australia. The first thing that I bought was a one-minute noodle, <laughs> and. And then I've learned how to cook from the Italian people that I lived with and I got so passionate into food. I'm like, yes, food is medicine. Why aren't people, Why don't people know this? Mm. Um, and I decided to help people and I knew people that died because of diet-related. Diet yeah. And I thought, well, it's so easy. If we can change our lives with our diet and our mindset and our lifestyle, why isn't everyone doing it? Mm. Um, so then I decided to jump on the board and start um, studying a Bachelor of Health Science Nutrition Dietetic Medicine which, that I finished two weeks ago. <laughs> it has been a mammoth. Yay, I'm a free woman now. Yeah. Um, really just poured my heart and my soul into this massive degree. And mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know, when it comes to natural health and and especially in my field, there's loads of people out mm-hmm. there and naturopath and nutritionist. And I was like, how do I make things differently? How do I make people actually well from a whole looking at a whole picture? Because yeah. it's very easy to go, oh yeah, I'm f- you know, I I want to eat better. Well, and just give a meal plan and see you later. Yeah, I wanted to strip out all the layers and actually dig down to the core of what was going on. Mm-hmm. This is super important for me. So it's been a journey as I was studying to find my way to get people better and then they could actually, that they, they don't need me because, you know, there's a need for my position in this world but I don't need, like ideally I don't want to see people. <laughs> yeah. This is the thing. Um, so you want to kind of like educate people so – once 100%. they they can be self sufficient in their own yeah. health journey yeah yeah and my whole practice is built onto that because I I will work and doing workshop I want to teach people how to read the food labels because people don't have a cl- a clue what they're mm. eating um what they buying from the supermarket I when it comes to food I've been talking already to people about you know some meal plans and it's really about teaching them how like skills to then be you know, self-sufficient throughout their lives. Yeah. And especially with kinesiology and bush essences because mm-hmm. kinesiology is something else that I do yeah. and it's incredible. It's basically a way to get information from your body to me and to us in the consult bypassing the brain. So it's literally doing muscle testing. So I'm mm-hmm. actually doing certain range of motion in your body mm-hmm. and your body is talking to me. Um, so basically, so my body is giving you information through yeah. like muscle testing and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, it's amazing, wow. and it's actually a great tool to dig down uh, because there's emotion stored in every single part of our of our body, and mm-hmm. sometimes injuries mean something, or maybe sometimes you can get a frozen shoulder or something happen in your body because you your antioxidant level was really low. So it's really all interconnected, you know. Um, kinesiology help, helps for sports performance, mental performance. It helps um, if you've got goals that you want to reach. It really helps you get focus. Yeah. Also, aches and pains that someone trains, you know, yeah. um, and stress. Stress has been kind of a, a pivotal thing that I wanted to concentrate because stress is everywhere, but not only emotional Sorry, not only, yes, emotional stress, but we also have the physical stress. If yeah. someone have has repetitive injuries or the world, the whole mm-hmm. situation that's going on or um, toxic, tox, uh, toxins in our food and in our water. And in put the air. A burden, yes, yeah. and in the air. Put a burden on our bodies. So mm-hmm. all that, all that little bit, it adds up mm-hmm. in our bodies. And if I look at someone and I go, okay, great, I'm just going to give them a clean diet. But this person comes to me and I can see that they're grieving. Yeah. And I can see that there's something that can't shake it off. My diet, it's not going to do anything. Yeah. Because we haven't really addressed why isn't really a person, is this person so stressed or so sad that the body is shut off and it's not absorbing nutrients? Mm. So why, how do we break that? And the and the oh, the whole work with the kinesiology as the essences is basically like they bring they basically bring shit up to the surface for you to work on. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, this happened in my life. Great, I'm going to work on that right now. Yeah. And food is medicine. So food is the solid foundation for health. So from that, I was like, okay, well, my target market is I don't want a niche, but I want people to get to optimal health. 
Yeah. Because something really interesting that I talk to my clients is that when you go to the doctor and you see the blood test, those blood tests that you see, they can keep a person in a coma pretty much. So they're a very average range that they'll keep you average. Yeah. Do you want to be average? I don't want to be average. You don't want to be average. Fuck no. <laughs> no. You want to be optimal. The money. <laughs> yes. So when I see myself and when I see my clients, yeah. I want them to be optimal. I want them not to come. I love my clients, mm-hmm. but I want them not to come see me. I want to see them thriving. Yeah. I want to see them as wholesome beings. So this is where I want my practice to be with the support of the structure with kinesiology that can actually dig down bypassing whatever this mind is telling you yeah just your your body is telling you you literally can muscle test anything you can muscle test emotions you can muscle test people situation you can must something that i love food testing if someone's having all sorts of reaction nothing's coming down on the blood test let's have a look what your body tell us mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah wow there's so much to unpack in there <laughs> i know right? <laughs> so much i know i could talk about it for hours well, yeah, maybe we might have to do a part two already. All right. Oh, please sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Because basically um, what what I'm really interested in and you definitely touched on it um, a lot in that, epi- in that episode. You mm-hmm. definitely touched on it a lot in that big spiel there. I'm I'm wanting to know, you know, what, what's someone who, let's say like the average person, they, they haven't quite understood that, you know, food is medicine. They've just... They're just kind of going through the motions of what a regular diet is. You know, maybe they're having some like packaged food. But this particular person, right, they they have big goals. Yeah. And in order to achieve those big goals, they need their they need their body to be kind of functioning mm-hmm. um, on, on a higher level. They need their brain to be functioning on a higher level. But above all, they need to kind of have like an open, positive mind in order yeah. to like take on, <clears throat> take on the world and things like that. So obviously, this is a little bit difficult to kind of give broad answers but mm. where where would someone like that make a start on kind of improving their output in the world it's a great beginner question yeah it's a great appro- a first approach to like great nutrition yeah uh because i'm a bit of a i think a different nutritionist like I've done the carnivore diet. Yeah. I love animal products and I was vegan. When I was yeah. vegan, I said my health was not right. Yeah. And I eat bacon and sometimes people are like, you nutritionist, you eat bacon. I'm like, yeah, I don't eat so much kale and spirulina because of obvious reasons. Yeah. But so um, I, when it comes to nutrition, my approach is I really want to concentrate on nutrient-dense food. Yeah. So when it comes to nutrient-dense food, I'm looking at animal products. Yeah. I'm looking at the eggs, the meat, if people can tolerate the dairy. Yeah. So you want to make sure – and the zinc. Incorporate mm-hmm. oysters. Getting people to eat beef liver. Yeah. Like trying. They make so many – there's so many butchers out there that they do incredible mints with offals, which is organ meats. Yeah. And um, that got rid of my anemia in like six months. Yeah. There's so many people that are anemic. So so to begin with, it's, it's a – how do you start? So you look at – well – where are you sitting now? What's mm. going on right now? So if I were to have a chat mm. to someone like this, I would be like, talk to me about yourself. What's going on? So I want to understand because my approach and a really good long-term approach, it has to be highly individual Yeah, approach. of course. Yeah. So you look at the person and I would never give that. Like if you and Jane Doe come to me with reflux or with sports performance, I would not give 
you the same thing because yeah. you're both half uniquely individual, like highly individual. Yeah. And you need to honor and respect to that. Um, so you look at where you where you start, and then you, you what you want to strip out. You want to strip stripped out all on the package, high sugary. That's that's the main thing, yeah. and the alcohol. If you can't recognize the ingredients, don't put it in your body. If it's not something that your great grandmother would recognize, fucking off. Yeah. I don't know. Can I swear? I don't as know. Probably not. Much as you want. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So to me, it's all about whole foods. It's something. It's really. Um, Getting getting rid of any packaging, really, because yeah. nature's got their packaging. But packaged food's so easy. This is where this is where the problem is, and I get frustrated because mm-hmm. we have put convenience mm-hmm. into our lives. We put convenience that we we use it as our best friend. You know, I'm yeah. busy. I'm just gonna do a convenience meal yeah. because it's convenient. Yeah, but it's got 35 ingredients. Yeah, and you don't you don't we actually don't know all those ingredients, how are they going to react if you have them every day for 40 years? And that's the thing as well. Like we, we're under this notion that, oh, if it's sold to us in supermarkets, then it can't be that bad, surely, you know? But it's oh, like, have you ever thought about the fact that the, mm-hmm. there's a health aisle in the supermarket? So you go, think about that what the time. is the rest of the yeah. supermarket? <laughs> the, the answer is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, high profit garbage. Oh, yeah. and high sugar. So, yeah. like, the way to shop is literally stay in the out. So, you want to start at the beginning with the fruit and veg yeah. and then you stay in the out with the meat and the dairy and come back for the frozen stuff mm. and then you're out. The the kind of best decision, I think, is to just go to the farmer's markets. Yes. Yeah, go so to I the was, farmer's markets. Yeah, I know we can go down yeah, rabbit holes. So. I want to also, before you, before you continue on, I want to kind of backtrack a little bit just because yeah. um, going back to what I said about convenience, right? Yeah. So, a big reason why a lot of people make the decision to, you know, favor convenience and taste over kind of um, yeah. health is because they don't necessarily have their why strong enough yet. Yeah. You know, so if you've got like a really strong why, you know, you're really wanting to get health healthy and you're really wanting to boost your performance yeah. and boost your output, you're going to eat things like beef liver and organs and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And that almost excites you because you're like, oh, so pumped up for how this is going to make me feel. And remember that taste is taste comes with time. Because mm-hmm. when I was eighteen, I remember looking at a salad and go, "I hate this. I can't have this." And I remember telling my mom, "Mother, I will never." Actually, Mama, I will never <laughs> eat a salad in my life ever again. I'm a nutrition. Yeah. You know, like it's it's weird. So you will be able to taste, and there's ways to incorporate. Um, high nutrients, nutrient dense food in your life, um, but the why is super important because sometimes when you have a consult, you see someone and there's so many things that you can do. There's so many things. Someone wants to start. Okay, mm. you need to look at the gut. We need to look at, um, you know, sun exposure. You need to look at the exercise. And I can give you all the best tips in the world, but if you don't know why you're doing this. Yeah. Then there's it's money wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, so working on the why with someone and working on your goal. So what is your goal? And to me, it's all about you want to keep it simple. You want to keep it narrow. You want to have it easy for the person to be like, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm going. I'm. This is my approach. But if you think about it, that it's true because it's mm-hmm. easy to say, yeah, I want to lose eight kilos. Well, how are you going to do that? 
why you want to do that. Yeah. Are you coming up you? from a place of fear? Are you coming from a place of love? Why are you doing that? So all the, the why is a, it's a massive question. Mm-hmm. And it, just in that why it can also tell like, are you acting that from yourself or for someone else? You, yeah. And let's talk about this. So you, as a practitioner, I definitely need to know that if mm-hmm. their why is coming from their space or from someone else's space. When it comes to um, start your goals, a massive tip that I, it's got me, you know, three last last year of clinical practice, keep it simple in a way that you don't really need 600 supplements and mm-hmm. you don't need to do all sorts of things every day. You just need to bring it back to simple. And to me is nutrient-dense food, mm-hmm. sun exposure, exercise, hydration, uh, breath, and and community. So... Wow. If you want to have a look as well yourself, you know, it's in, in my website, um, there's a blog and I call it Pillars of Health for a reason because yeah. it's the way we were genetically designed to function. Now, genes take millions of years to change yeah. and they haven't changed since we, we were cavemen. Yeah. So they're still the same. They're not going to change for a long time until we have this lifestyle. So mm. We've moved so far away from a native lifestyle as well. You know, that's not yeah. even factoring in all the like um, radiation and stuff that we're receiving, you know, getting out and um, boosting things that boost your happiness and boost your vibrations. Uh, so, so valuable. Um, now, I know you're about to spit some gold then. So, <laughs> we need to uh, reset the cameras. Yeah, let's do um, that. And then you just want to jump straight back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's, let's do it. All right, yeah, fantastic. nice. We'll be back in a second, guys. Peace and love. <laughs> Hit the button scott all right we are back thank you guys so much it was a split second in your time and it was a split second in our time because bars are being spat here in electric sugar and the value is flowing maddie all right we're talking about the pillars of health yes we were so we are incredibly terribly unfortunately disconnected to nature we are surrounded by plastic we're surrounded by radiation we wear plastic Mm-hmm. I think this is all plastic. Looks cotton. Sorry, not it's plastic. Mm. <laughs> um, so in the last couple of years, I've actually looked down um, to you know what research was saying and seeing that with my client, I'm like, what are the most successful things that I've done to my clients yeah. and that I've seen that I've heard about other clients happening? And it's really to about keeping that easy. And if you think about it, sun exposure, lifestyle, meditation, breath. Um, hydration community and nutrient dense food are the pillars like you don't need anything else Mm -hmm. you can get all your nutrition from highly if someone eats a high nutrient dense food diet they wouldn't need any supplement Mm -hmm. if someone is out in the sun every day um you wouldn't need any vitamin d and is is there is there a way to do like a a nutrient dense diet without spending lots of money Oh, gosh. Yeah. I am all about giving you the best tool because I have done carnivore diet and nutrient insight while being a student. Yeah. So <laughs> it's been really challenging. But so some thing, sometimes that can be very icky because some, some fish that you would eat because, you know, nutrient-dense food is all about the animal flesh. Yeah. Um, some fish is really high mercury, so you really yes. need to stay away. The best thing is like small oily fish and the sardines and herrings are cheap. Yeah. 
please don't get them from Asia. So if you can get them for some in Europe, you just have to read the labels because yeah. Asia, you know, they're very polluted areas. So the yeah. kind, in Europe, it's kind of less. Yeah. Um, so there is a way and a way is definitely the meal prep. You want to be the king and queen of meal prep. So, mm. um, and it doesn't cost much because mince cost seventeen ninety nine per kilos. You buy it two of them, you're ready for a couple of days. You, if you yeah. cook twice a week, um, setting up your your meals, mm-hmm. going to a super, going to the farmers market, buying two or three veg, maybe okay, maybe four or five mm-hmm. um, for the week. That'll cost you what twenty five bucks. Then go to a butcher. Do not buy from supermarket. I just would not recommend them because you just don't know where the quality is from. Go to a local bu- butcher. Talk to him. Yeah. Know whether ask. Where, is, where are these animals? Yeah. Like we don't ask these questions anymore. Mm. Are they grass-fed? Are they grain-fed? Were they happy? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, maybe I'm not happy before they died. But something really important that I started to do, it's like gratitude about my food. I'm like, especially when you eat a lot of meat, you're like, mm-hmm. thank you so much for dying for mm-hmm. me. You give me the best nutrient possible ever. Mm-hmm. So thanks, mate. There's that. And I was also, um, my mum and I were watching like a, a mini documentary yesterday about water. And the different mm. forms that water takes, um, and it was talking a lot about how water can be changed through gratitude and stuff like that. And one of the so obviously there's millions and millions of standout pieces of information from this, but one of the things that really stood out for me is the they looked at um, like tap water, obviously because tap water is basically dead. You know, it's been chlorinated, it's been like bombed. And I'll tell you more. Yeah. And I'll tell you more. If your neighbour up the hills. Um, is taking any heavy medication or is on estrogen, mm-hmm. which is, um, you know what that is, is an yeah. anabolic. It's a, it's a hormone and um, we have it and we need it to some extent. But if she's dropping estrogen, or the neighbor's doing that as well, and then you have that water and you go through the same pipe and mm-hmm. you're a man and you have heavy, you're having heavy amount of estrogen in mm. your water every day, it's not going to be really helpful. No. So when you look at your water, you really want to have a lab report and you really want to make sure you get out all the steroids, all the hormones, all the drugs, anything, because you're actually having mm. all the stuff that they're having. Yeah, it's incredible. Like water, it's is, water is one of like the fundamental molecules of life. Mm-hmm. And yet we treat it with such disrespect. You know, like yeah. our tap waters... Uh, borderline poisonous it's doing but virtually nothing for your body by lubricating it mm-hmm. and one one thing that it did is so they looked at tap water under a microscope it's dead there's no crystals nothing yeah then what they did they looked at tap water once it it had been in the center of a prayer so literally just you know yeah. gratitude and stuff like that and it it would look the whole whole thing was just like snowflakes like crystals alive and just so so vibrant and that was the same water but it just been given gratitude and love yeah, the same water and yeah so that's why you know we there's like a company on the coast called like high vibe water and yes stuff. i know them. they like sing to the water How and all incredible. that kind of stuff and it sounds ridiculously like woo woo and airy fairy but it is so valuable like think about you know holy waters all these kind of things they all have these these um grounds in science but because ancient civilizations just innately knew how important water was but also think about think about how cultures, um, you know, they say prayers, sitting down at a table. You know, you can be grateful for the food that you have mm-hmm. and the roof on your head, but also it makes something biochemically. You have your food mm-hmm. right in front of you. You can smell it. You can see it. Your stomach is like, 
I'm ready to digest yeah. it. If you give yourself a few seconds before you eat to prep, to prep and be like, smelling it, close your eyes, just take a couple of deep breaths. I'm ready to have it. Your body is making all the enzymes to break down every single thing mm. that's on your plate. And it's incredible because if you don't have the enzyme to break it down, you're not going to absorb the nutrients. Yeah. So that's another key for optimal health that you want. There's no point of having the best organic, incredible food of the world if you're not going to break it down. Mm -hmm. And what stops break that down? Stress. Yeah. How do we calm the stress? We want to make sure that we have a great lifestyle. Yeah. A great, great lifestyle. Um, this is why sun exposure first thing in the morning. Um, I, I just, I don't, you don't know how much I love the sun and how much I've research I've done into sun. Like I got my blue blocking glasses with me, my yep. flat window. Everyone knows that. The minute the sun goes down, if I've got a screen in front of me, put them on. Yeah. Because there's something with the, I don't know if you know about much about yep. the blue light, but back in the day when, you know, when we'd be around the campfire, we would see red mm -hmm. and orange. So our bodies know it's time to produce melatonin. But if the body sees blue, it's like, nah, shut that off. It's incredible yeah. that we produce melatonin when we see orange because of the campfire. I find that fascinating. Mm. Um, so that shows you that how long our bodies have adapted just to that. Yeah. Um, and it's got a beautiful dance. So in the morning, you would have a cortisol rising and then in the evening, you have the melatonin rising. So mm -hmm. if your cortisol is always up in even in the evening in front of a screen, your body's like, well, I'm not making melatonin. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to go asleep. And so what are those two hormones just for anyone that's not familiar? So cortisol. Yep. Um, which is rises in the morning. This is why it's great to um, work out in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then melatonin, um, basically, it's kind of like a dance. So, so your melatonin helps you go to sleep. Uh -huh. Cortisol gives you energy and yeah, all that it's kind basically of stuff. Yeah. like get up and get shit doing. Yeah. It's a stress hormone though as well. Yeah. So if you have too much cortisol in your body, mm -hmm. that's not that's not really good because yeah. you tend to hold too much sugar as well. That's another big of a rabbit hole, but. Um, looking at the sun first up, like, you know, people like sunglasses should be banned. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this sometimes I say things I'm like, Maddie, what? Sunscreen, sunglasses out the door, get mm -hmm. them out. Sunscreen are probably the main cause of like a lot of skin issues because you're putting yourself toxic, toxin stuff on your skin. Yeah which hasn't been tested. And by the way, they've banned about three brands of sunscreen just in the last year because they had carcinogenic ingredients in it. Mm. And we're putting this thing on our babies. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. Um, so looking at the sun first thing in the morning, it actually triggers vitamin D production. Yeah. And if you want it on your skin, it's great to have bellies and thighs for at least 20 minutes a day. So if you imagine if you're having a great workout mm. by the beach in the morning or a walk, you have it just in 20 minutes. And gentlemen... Sun your balls. Are we going there? Oh my there. god! Do you know why? So um, we haven't talked about men's health, but no, we'll get there. We will. We're gonna have to do a third segment. Oh, we're gonna have to do a third <laughs> this segment. Is so good, I love it. Yeah. Um. So, um. The 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 thing is, like, if we are exposing certain part of our bodies to the sun every day, like you know, you, if you're a man, your chest or your yeah. thighs all the time, we're a bit tannish all throughout the year yeah. but the second you expose parts that normally aren't exposed to the sun your body's going to retain so much more 
Really? Uh, yeah. So this is yeah. why you never, you don't really do that. Like yeah. they're your private bits, so they're always covered. So the second skin that's never exposed. Same, same with women. When women go topless, it's actually really good because they're absorbing a lot more vitamin D. Yeah. But something that's really important and a lot of people don't know is that a way to absorb vitamin D into our body is to have cholesterol. So we need to have cholesterol in order to absorb vitamin D. So if someone's on a very strict vegan diet mm -hmm. and bless the vegans, love the vegans, but they need to know what they're doing if mm -hmm. they follow a very strict diet. Um, if you don't have cholesterol, which comes from animal products pretty much, yeah. um, it's really hard to get a, a healthy level of vitamin D just from the sun. Yeah. And it takes about two days to become active in your, in your body. So it's a bit of a slowish process, but mm -hmm. when I when the sun hits my skin, if I don't have cholesterol, I'm not going to create vitamin D. I'm not going to have vitamin D in my body. Yeah. So this is important to have animal foods and. Mm -hmm. um, and so, w why is vitamin D important? Oh, mate, well, <laughs> what doesn't that do? Well, yeah. vitamin D it's it's great for our immune system. Vitamin D very it's, important it's one a, right now. It's a yeah. oh, so so much. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like. See when when you think about when you think about the the body, right? Don't ever think about one thing do one thing and one th thing yeah. to another. And this is the the th same thing with food. Food and the body have a beautiful synergy. Mm -hmm. That from our food we can get everything. You know, vitamin D is good for a few different body system. Um, same thing with vitamin C. They just do and zinc and magnesium. They just do so much. Same thing with like one food. Never have just one thing. Mm -hmm. Beef liver is the is the most nutrient dense food on the planet. Don't tell me it's kale. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not spirulina. It's it's beef liver. Yeah. Second, I'm pretty sure it's kidney. Mm -hmm. And then, um, um, yeah, it, that would be the flesh. And something that I've learned that's really cool is that when back when we were on togethers um, and we would have an animal, um, the blood was the, the most important thing. It was the most living thing on the planet because mm -hmm. that's how you determine someone's alive pretty much. From, they got blood or the losing yeah. blood is a fresh. So people would eat the blood. In Italy, there's a recipe with pig's blood in it. Mm. My nonna, she did try. <laughs> and my nonna was like, do not tell her what's in it. And I'm like, I want to know what's in it now, of yeah. course. No, don't tell her. Oh, please, I want to know. It's pig's blood. And then I went, yeah, no, thank you. Because it's so, it, they just didn't want to waste anything. We just knew, we just knew better. Yeah. If you think about eating blood now, oh, yuck. But it's, it's all about the nutrients. And why, why are these people do that? We, were we all crazy like mm. hundreds of years ago? No, we weren't. We were way more connected than we were now to nature. So like, um, mm, this beautiful synergy of plants and animals. And I'll tell you what, if you think about it, mm -hmm. if you think about animals, there is not one vegan animal. And you think, well, what about herbivores? Yeah. When, when herbivores eat grass, they would eat the bugs on the, the grass. They would yeah. eat the whole thing that comes with it. Yeah. So, of course, they would eat other animals. So it's kind of mind blowing when you go. There's not a vegan animal. So why are we vegan? Yeah. You know, and if you really want to be vegan, you really want to make sure you are supported by a health practitioner that you know the vitamins that you're taking. Because again, why are you vegan? 
And also you want a vegan to be optimal if mm -hmm. they can't have animal animal yeah. foods. So um, on, on that note as well, because we've been talking a lot about, um, you know, how valuable animal products are. And yeah. obviously <clears throat> there is a huge impact on the planet from, from animal products and things yeah. like that. So what is your thoughts on like test tube meats? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know how to say that. People don't realize that when when animal die or when animal poo on the soil, they're mm -hmm. giving nutrients back to the soil. Yeah, because poo is waste, but poo has also have lots of nutrients in it. Mm -hmm. And same when people when some people <laughs> when animals die on the soil. When you, for example, you know when you get told, oh, my God, like macadamias or um, almonds or Brazil nuts, they're packed of all these nutrients. Nuh-uh. They suck up the nutrients that's in the soil. Yeah. So it's not the nut having all the nutrients. It's the soil. Yeah. Now, you need to give nutrients back to the soil. So if you have this massive monocropping of just one thing, one soy, canola, wheat, corn, whatever – and um, heavily sprayed and there's no animals grazing on it and giving back, you're literally stripping the soil. And this is the thing that isn't really took much. And mm -hmm. this is why it's important to look into regenerative farming. Um, mm -hmm. Regenerative farming is basically farms that rotate and they have animals grazing and pooing and just uh, lots of animals giving back. Yeah. And um, – nutrients to the soil because we've been stripping the soil for like decades now and and this is why yeah i'm having all the foods but you're having nutrient like poor foods like fruits and vegetables it just comes mm. from the soil and if the soil is stripped that's the problem so uh, i'm just kind of my my brain is ticking right now because <laughs> the, the i really uh, a big because i i was very strictly vegetarian for a number of years yeah. um and i've just like the last kind of year or so started to introduce meat back into my action oh, probably not even six months um and that my main focus was all kind of environmental basically because i know how big of an impact it has mm. but now that i kind of think about it is like if we are limiting our animal products to just say like the the nutrient dense um products and you know we're eating intentionally we don't we wouldn't have that big of an impact because if you think about it it's like the mass farming like it's the monocropping it's like the the fast food shit where like we we have to eat so much of it just to get some kind of yeah. sustenance from it the cool so, thing about sorry yeah the, the cool thing about eating nutrient dense food is that when you eat um a healthy amount of proteins and fat that will keep you full for longer. Yeah. So most days I eat twice a day mm -hmm. because if I have two great meals, which is kind of doing intermittent fasting anyway, mm -hmm. but if you have a, a great amount of a, a, a macro balance um, lunch or dinner or brekkie and just like, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're full. You don't need to eat. When they tell you to eat six times a day or five times a day in snack, you're like, there's generally no need. Some yeah. conditions do need that. Yeah. And I will advocate that for specific people. But we're grazing on sugar all the time. We're grazing on little bits. We're and snacking. The sugar makes us hungry. And it goes boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Our blood sugars are always all over the place. Yeah. I, when I was doing carnival, I would have a steak for breakfast and I wouldn't be hungry for like four hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun. But if you have. For example, I'm just talking about a great microbalance 
breakfast. It would be a couple of eggs on toast or gluten-free toast. You can have some grains aside. I love rocket because rocket's great for digestion. Um, or spinach or if you want to have kale, if you love kale, but please make sure it's cooked. Yes. Never eat raw kale. Or juice. Is that the yeah. same with spinach though? Um, some people can tolerate the anti-nutrients that it's yep. in the spinach, which is the oxalates. Mm-hmm. Um, but What if you have it raw, but you break down the enzyme with something like lemon or vinegar? You'd have to have it co- quickly cooked. It's better because it's still raw. Yep. Like lemon helps, yeah, helps digestion, but it's literally... What, is it, is it the pestis, the natural pesticide that you're referring to there or is there actually something in the no, kale? No, it's something in the kale and the spinach. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Um, something really high in the spinach is called oxalates. And um, plant nutrients, and this is how a lot of the carnivore advocate talk about this. So yeah. uh, plants can't run away. Mm-hmm. Plants are fixed in the ground while animals can run away. Yeah. So plant created a way to defend themselves, which mm-hmm. is basically having specific nutrients that when they choose they're activated and some people do react to this and they're really really high in kale and spinach and all the brassica family which is the broccoli the cauliflower mm-hmm. um so a lot of people react to this um so um that's what those nutrients yep. are when i'm talking about kale i'm talking about the fact that um it's got nutrients so they bind to nutrients that you need for the thyroid. Yeah. So raw kale, not a fan. If someone just is raw kale, I'm like, oh my God, your thyroid must be craving for all sorts of nutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, great. You know, you want to have, <clears throat> pardon me, you definitely want to microbalance food and I'm just going to show it because I love mm-hmm. to do this to people. Yeah. So just look at your just palm. Discuss what, you, what you're kind of doing there as you do it because so, most people are listening. Okay, so yeah. um, just look at your palm. Just look at your palm right now uh, with the um, finger spread. So your palm size, at least twice a day, you want that to be a good nutrient-dense food. Whether it fits like two eggs, um, whether it's a you know some fish, some meat, um, or if someone's vegan, they can have some tofu and tempeh. So that's mm-hmm. a great reference. And then if you look at your four fingers, that should be the amount of veg yep. that you should have um, to the side. Again, finger spread. You yep. don't want them together because it's a bit small. Um, and then if you look at your um, your thumb, you want that to be um, your fats. Yep. Um, and if someone's very happy to have carbohydrates, which I would highly recommend, it should be a three fingers all together. Yep. So by looking at your hands, you have a gist on, okay, well, this is how much I'm having. Um, and something that I really stress, this can vary. Yep. The the portions of fats and, and carbohydrates and veggies, they change to each, of, each one of us. But the main one is the protein because you really want to nail the protein. You really mm. want to make sure that that is present every day because if you don't have enough protein – and enough fat, um, you're going to have the cravings. You're going to be like, oh, I feel a bit a bit sugary. You're going to tend to reach out for the things that you don't want. And this mm-hmm. is why going back 3,000 years ago to the <laughs> nutrient-dense food, it's you want that right now. Like you want that on your plate at least twice a day. You want the palm size. Yeah. Um, what else were we unpacking? We were talking about the pillars of health and dehydration yes. so and the sun we kind and the of movement. got... <laughs> we took a hard left when we were talking about the sun. Um, and then, so let's, I, 
I feel like we've discussed uh, a lot of your your pillars of health. Yeah. Um, and I want to I want to ask if this is something true. Now, going back to when I said you know sun your balls, um, I read somewhere that it is great for testosterone production and like men's mental health. Is that true? So I haven't come across that, and I would love to see where you got that from. Yeah. Something that I found. Oh my god, I love this. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about it with the Brotherhood guys, mm-hmm. which we're talking about in a second. Um. So, if you're a male, and now we have to be like really gender specific, and if your testicles are hanging out of your body, (laughs) a great way to increase testosterone levels in your body is to have them all the time, most time, at five degrees minus than your body temperature. Mm -hmm. So, if you think about it, if someone's a couch potato, yeah. And they're always really covered and they don't move as much. And they're always, the testicle are nice and like... Snug. You know, snug yeah. all the time. They don't get much chance to make a lot of testosterone, right? Yeah. But if you don't wear underwear and you get out and you go for a walk, you do ice baths or you, you know, and you don't need much. You only need um, maybe, you know, if you do an ice bath, you Three minutes is the gold spot that you want for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do an ice bath with legs wide open. Bit challenging for you guys. I'll be like, oh, <laughs> glad I don't have that problem. But, uh, you know, so exposing, just get some air out as well. We just, we used to be free. We used to be yeah. naked for a reason. So this is great having um, the testicle at five degrees less. Um, it's a great stimulants for testosterone Mm. something is something else as well to stimulate testosterone production Mm -hmm. is um train big muscle groups so every time you're at the gym if you do biceps you're kind of not going to do that much i know it's the easy way to do but legs legs and back Mm -hmm. are also packs as well yeah um yeah train training big muscle group is a great way to boost testosterone production and i kind of when I read this, I was like, oh, it makes more, it makes so much sense because sometimes when you have headaches, it's because you have low testosterone because mm-hmm. testosterone really helps with the serotonin production. So I remember that sometimes I would get fatigued and I get some headaches and I'd go to the gym. I'm like, my life is perfect. Like, I'm fine now. Yeah, you're so, bouncing. So you're bouncing. So, like, exercise also help mm-hmm. um, to help with the testosterone production in that way. And this is why movement. Whichever way you do it, it's so important daily in our lives, whether if it's a gentle yoga in the morning to wake up or just a 20-minute walk. If you don't know where to start, if you start from a 20-minute walk three times a day, it can already make so much difference in your life. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, So if someone wants to start a little journey on optimal optimal health. Mm -hmm. um, Pause. Because I'm going to reset the camera yeah. <laughs> and then we'll get into the optimal health oh, journey yeah. and then we'll give people your information. We'll wrap it up. But yeah. This has been pure gold. Oh, I love that. I love that. Fantastic. I'm just going to reset the camera. Yeah, no problem. Bada bing, bada boom. Let's go. Ready? Can you hear yeah. me? Right. So if you want to start on a on the optimal health yep. kind of journey, um, wake up, have – if it's ginger, I love hot water and ginger first thing in the morning or lemon – gets you really hydrated. Go for a 20-minute to 30-minute walk. Get your body moving. Um, So this is fasted. You know, fasted exercise is great. It gets you to just empty your your body of any stored sugar. You want to utilize that. You don't want that to be Mm -hmm. long-term. 
and then have a great nourishing breakfast, making sure it's macro balanced. You want to make sure there's protein, fats, and carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. That'll keep you full for longer. And then, yeah, well, if you exercise, if you're out moving your body in the morning, you've already got the sun, the exercise, the hydration. And if you're doing that with a community, with some people around you, it's great. I think that we've really isolated ourselves with mm-hmm. social media. Um, and if you need to exercise, do that with people. Meet yeah. people. Talk to people. We've lost that connection and mm. we need to really bring it back. So many of the hormones that kind of make us happy and make us fulfilled are stimulated through interaction. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know if – okay. I don't know if you know about the heart-to-heart hug and I'm going to claim it for myself because I've learned that heart-to-heart – so when we hug someone, yeah. we always go this way. We always go to – if you were to hug me right now, mm-hmm. you would go this way and I'll go that way. Hard to hard hug is actually going the other way. Yep. It's connecting so from your left ventricle. You're actually, yep. actually anatomically touching. Yeah. We are connecting on the heart meridian. We are truly connecting. This is why people just hug from the other way because it's, it's, it's weird connecting the other way. And if you look at me from your left eye to my left eye, it's a way stronger connection than the other one. Because it's right on that. Mm. It's a way strong connection. So always go heart to heart hug this side. All right. And, you know. Is there kind of any simple reason we could we could tell the people why? Or Are you actually connecting with someone? Yeah. Something that I wanted to bring out is that, you know, when I when I see people, you know, you can have all sorts of nutritional deficiencies. But how about I am emotionally deficient? When was the last time they had a big fat laugh until you couldn't even move your muscle that mm-hmm. was sore? When was the last time that you like had a growl and uh, you were angry? Like, mm-hmm. all, It's really important that we experience a whole range of emotions because we can get nutritional, sorry, emotionally deficient. Yeah. Um, and so that all ties in, you know, with the emotion. When you connect with someone, really connect. Really look at them in the eye and especially the left eye. So, sorry, their left eye. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and be like, you know, how are you? And actually wait for an answer. Mm-hmm. Like, like, how are you? Like, hug. And try to stay for maybe two seconds if you really want to connect with someone. So, yeah, that that's, that's a great way. We've lost that. And yeah. I realized in Italy, we kiss three times on the cheek and I've stopped kissing people on the cheeks coming to Australia. Mm. And when I see Italians, I'm like, oh, I forgot about all this. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of kissing here. Yeah. I might move to Italy. <laughs> oh, there's plenty of amazing <laughs> Italians. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, fantastic. So we are in, I realize we are using up a, a lot of your time guys and I pray that we are dropping value I know I'm getting lots out of this episode so I am conscious of your time it's been a long episode um, but I definitely felt like that this this warranted a third segment so we wanted to talk a little bit before we move to a wrap up about men's health and I know you've got a lot more to kind of talk about that yes, so I'm happy to come back another time I can just do something about something else <laughs> you're like yep Let's well, come back. I mean, is I don't want I don't want to compress the information. Mm. So I mean, is there any particular thing that you feel like is really important for our our audience to maybe take on board right now? Men's health. Oh, we talking we talking about men's health. So I I think that I I was brought up with with, with two brothers, and I I always had lots of men's nerd friend around me my mm-hmm. whole life. 
and I'm, I don't like to call it empath because empath is not the right word here, but I'm very sensitive to energies. And I can feel when someone's not feeling quite right. Mm. And I've had that throughout my all upbringing. And having all these men's friends, I'm like, you can tell that they were kind of always something that they were insane. And I've seen that even in my family. It's like men just hold so much and men have got the highest suicide rate, especially I found Irish men. Irish men have got the highest rate of suicide um, in the world. Wow. Um, I, yeah, I was blown away because well, culturally they're very open and, mm-hmm. you know, cherry and, you yeah. know. But it tells you a lot because it doesn't matter what someone look and act like it, but mm. you just never know what's inside. And I thought starting there's loads for men, women's health, there's loads for gut health, there's loads for liver detox, there's loads of all that. Yeah. But men, men are 50% of my clients, yep. for male and female, and there was always about a 15% information on men in my books. I was like, this is not right. Like yeah. I want to know more. I want to know it, it's a 50% of potential of my market. Mm-hmm. How can I do more? So this is why I decided I think men's health is what I want to do and I want to dig more. And this is why I'm very open to talk about all things nuts and bolts and mm-hmm. um, and people don't feel safe around to talk about it. And um, it is so important because if people wish to have a family – a family is made by two people. You want mm-hmm. a strong female, but you also want a strong man, an alpha man yeah. that's there for the family. So this is why I feel like caring for the future men and the future future fathers and husband, it's so important f- t- for a more conscious, um, just con- more conscious generations. And this is what I'm hoping to bring into local to this community mm-hmm. right now and that's 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 what I'm passionate about men aren't listened enough they're not talked about enough um, there's not enough in the world about it more member is great but I'm like is that enough really yeah. um, are you okay day is there enough someone <clears throat> someone once pointed um, something out at me of the Australian culture that you go, hey, mate, how you going? And in the reply would be, yeah, hey, how you going? No one answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, how you going? Yeah, going. Like, it's just a way of saying hello. Yeah, yeah, hello, you know? And it's just like, yeah, but actually, how if are you're you a friend, doing? like, yeah. what the heck is going on? But people don't talk about, mm. we don't talk about vulnerability and there's an amazing treasure into vulnerability. If someone don't vulnerable means they're ready to take risks and to be uncomfortable. And if you are uncomfortable in your life, you are, if that would be the take-home message, mm-hmm. <clears throat> stepping out of your comfort zone and be uncomfortable is the thing. It's the shit that's going to get you places because being uncomfortable in a situation, it raises a red flag in your heart and in your mind and go, what's going on here? I'm not feeling comfortable. Ask yourself why. What's going on in my life? Where do I want to go? So being able to step out of that comfort zone and go and own in it, mm-hmm. it's been it's it's one of the most challenging things and uncomfortable situation. How uncomfortable have we been in the last two years? Yeah. Extremely uncomfortable. And there's been lots of crap happening in the last two years, but also some amazing business have grown. So being able to step out the comforts, yeah, you know. Do something that uh, people may even say, "Oh, that's that's not right. Why are you doing that?" Mm. 
own it. Step out. Try. There's, there's no failure in life. If someone thinks I failed, get two words out of your dictionary, busy. should never say I'm busy. Mm-hmm. You're just giving yourself different priorities. Or um, um, failure because life only has crossroads. This didn't work. Okay, it went that way. Mm-hmm. There's no one ever fails in life. There's only lessons. There's only lessons. There's only mm. chances. Yeah. There's only opportunities. There's never like I, I, I won, I lose. You only win the lottery, and I really don't want to wish that for you because it's the worst thing that you can do for yourself. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think that being able to bring men back in a beautiful space of vulnerability and be like, it's okay. It's also it's also very okay to feel what you feel and it's mm-hmm. normal and men were taught to you know toughen up you know toughen up lots of women as well were told yeah. to toughen up um man up men up yeah <laughs> far out <laughs> if if you tell me to men i'm like you should say Maddie up yeah. <laughs> jesus christ the thing i've done in my life but what i've learned so far is literally every time you start i came to Australia with 900 bucks in a in a babcat i had like nothing mm-hmm. and i was uh when i was doing my farm work i was in the middle of nowhere my english was very crap and i was surrounded by strangers i was moving sheep every day and i was mm. like what am i doing here i was very uncomfortable the farmer was the rudest man no, i was lovely man but it's like i don't understand what he's saying to me yeah. and i was like i'm gonna take this occasion i could run away mm-hmm. i could run away go back to my brother in perth and just you know be more comfortable or I could be like, how? If you ask yourself, how? What can I learn from this? Any situation in your life, if you go, what's the situation trying to tell me, and what can I learn from this? Instead of knowing, oh, I know this already. Oh, I've been there before. Mm-hmm. You know, no, no. Even if, example, stupid example, even if you go back to your ex girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever, twice, and you go, okay, well, what can I learn from this? What have I done wrong? Again, mm. doesn't matter. Something you will learn at any time of your life. Mm. If you're in a little situation or in a big situation or if someone's just telling you the same thing again. So that was a big one. That was a big <laughs> rabbit hole I went. But I really wanted to say this thing about vulnerability yeah. and it's yeah. really important to honor, um, you know, men. M- men even um, – you know, any age, um, it's really important that we give them a, a a place, a space, a safe place for them to connect and to um, talk about how they, uh, how they feel. Because maybe maybe they have never spoken about it. Mm. Maybe they never had a chance to to do that. Yeah. And be like, hold on, how how do I feel? Because mm. people tell me to man up, but I clearly can't. Yeah, Tell we, we we had a guy come down to to Brotherhood um, today, and he like it was his first session, and he opened up his you know he was saying basically something along the lines of you know like I I physically feel these emotions, but my mind w- and my heart will not let me experience them because of all the programming of you know I feel guilty for experiencing these emotions, oh, and I'm just kind of like mate. numb. <laughs> yeah, literally. So it's been very very uplifting. Um, the amount of people that have come down to brotherhood and, and gotten involved in that space, like 
obviously through other reasons as well, but there's been so many come down through the podcast as well because I talk Amazing. about it so much. It's such a great space for men and this is why I was stoked when I got in touch with with Guy and Cato um, at the beginning and um, it is it is – it is, it is so valuable and I see and I've met a lot mm-hmm. many times um, men that are just, yeah, you said numb. There's a yeah. big disconnection between heart. was me for a long time. It was yeah. just monotone and numb. Microdosing helped me overcome that. Microdosing oh, really? psilocybin mushrooms. Um, sorry, mum, but yeah. <laughs> I'd love to try that. Yeah. That's a, I'd love we'll, that. We'll talk about that in the, in the second um, second episode. Is there anything else you want to touch on men's health before I lead into a final question? No, I think we said about the um, – no, I think we talked about Gravy, baby. Everything. All right. So, I've got one question for you. Yeah. All right. If you could have dinner with one person, dead or alive, who would it be? What would you talk about or what would you want to learn from them? You look like you're seeing a ghost right oh now. Oh, my God. This yeah. is a mammoth question. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me this before we started? Should because talk I about it. Your authentic answer. Dead or alive? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a bit. This is probably biased, but I would have to be Samuel Hahnemann. Samuel Hahnemann is the um, the person that discovered homeopathy, and it's something that I'm really proud of. It was yeah. a genius. It was an absolutely an incredible man. And sorry, but I have to also say David Bowie. Yes. So I okay. had to say David two Bowie for Sorry. sure. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so one really in the health and one in the space that I love. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing I love, like David Bowie, you know what? I'm not going to go over into <laughs> no, it because. Did you have another question for me? Um, no, but I was going to ask you, you know, what you'd want to learn from them. I would want to learn the drive because Samuel Hahnemann really, he didn't care about his earthly status yeah. of being a doctor or being a father. All he wanted, he, his drive was incredible. He was like, I know that we are giving a way to heal people in a way gentler way and I need to discover it. And he did. Yeah. And he did. Um, but he neglected his family and his position as a doctor in, able to, in order to do that. His wife was all about the status and he was like, I need to find out. So his why was huge. And this is why I admire it. Wow. This is why. It's having a big why and no matter what because honestly – Yes, we are given these earthly incredible lives and and the world is an incredible place, but we are unique souls. What are we here for? Mm. No soul is ever wasted. Yeah. So what what's your why? What's what makes your heart set to fire? Pursue it. If you don't know it, I'm sure there's one thing in your life that makes you go, I really, really like that. Yeah. And you don't have to be a health practitioner or a health coach. You don't have to be this like health. You can have an incredible heart and be an incredible mechanic and an incredible father. Yeah. You know, you can just just going back to your heart space. Yeah. That is the main thing. And one something that I love and I can close on this one is if you do anything that comes from your heart, and I always say that all the time, it will get to people's heart. What comes from the heart gets to the heart if something is done that comes from your brain or from any other part of your body will get to the wrong places we'll never get to the heart people will feel it we are emotional people we are we are very even if we're not people can still feel it we're energetic beings. so Mm -hmm. what comes from the heart gets to the heart so if if that could be the takeaway message for today that would have to be it what comes on the heart gets to the heart that is the takeaway (laughs) message so where can our amazing audience find you oh so yeah so I will be at Salustera so it's S-A-L-U-S 
V-E-R-A dot mm-hmm. com on Instagram. Um, and that means real integral health in Latin because I wanted to bring a little bit of my heritage and make it unique instead of going nutrition by Maddie. Yeah. So Salus- <laughs> I thought that Salusfera is more original. But yeah, uh, full name Madonna Galanti, but everyone just calls me Maddie. Fantastic. Well, Maddie, thank you so much for coming on Before thank the Money. You, thank you, guys. This has been wickedly valuable <laughs> wickedly Yay. wickedly valuable so thank you guys for listening thank you, thank you for staying all the way through to the end it was a valuable one it was a long one um, but you guys are all winners so that's why you're here all the way to the end because you care about your health you care about your outcome you care about your input you care about the people around you and maddie i care about you and thank you oh, for coming. thank you so much see thank you guys. guys thank you peace thanks for hanging out team My intentions with today's chat were to leave you with a jolt of inspiration. But remember, knowledge is only powerful when we implement it in the real world. So get out there, expand your comfort zone and go change some lives, starting with your own. All the links discussed in this episode as well as everything you need to find me are listed below. So go nuts and do some exploring. If you're feeling compelled to support our mission here at Before the Money, there are three simple things you can do right now that mean the world of difference. Number one, Leave behind a five-star review so that all newcomers know we bring the goods. Number two, send this to a loved one or post it on your channel of choice. This does help so much more than you guys think. And number three, there is a link down below for you to donate a couple of dollars and help us cover the cost of leveling this shit up. We want to take it really seriously this year, guys, and we're already moving from strength to strength with your help. And as always, Before the Money is so proudly brought to you guys by anarchylabel.com. Go check our stuff out. The team and I are so ridiculously grateful that you've chosen to spend this time with us. And we can't wait to see you again next week with more amazing content. Peace and love.